Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah. And Wednesday. And today, we are discussing Tulpa. Sure are. (laughs) So, in Tulpa, a man answers an ad in the paper for a study in which he is paid to create a tulpa. He learns to visualize a doppelganger of himself that allows him to eventually access his subconscious, putting him deeply in tune with his own memories and emotions, and the feelings and behavior of others. However, the tulpa grows violent and vindictive, pushing him to lash out physically at his friends and withdraw from society so that it can monopolize his attention. The tulpa begins to physically transform, twisting and becoming sinister and inhuman, and when he tries to stop visualizing him, he is restrained by the scientists and forced to manifest him. After he spends several months in the facility being tortured, the tulpa is able to free itself from him. The man is freed, and when he tries to contact the police, he can get no information about the experiment or the source of the money he received. But he discovers that his thought form, while pursuing a spree of murders, has killed his sister. So, okay. This one is... To address... To address the pony in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wednesday, you might as well take this one. <laughs> like, a lot of people's association with this is probably just, like, even, like, peripheral knowledge of, like, My Little Pony Brody culture, where people would be like, I'm gonna <laughs> manifest Rainbow Jack in my bedroom so we can fuck. And... Yeah. Rainbow Jack? I thought... Rainbow Jack? Rainbow Dash? Listen, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not yucking anyone's yum. If you want to manifest <laughs> the fusion Rainbow Jack character OC, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know ponies' names. <laughs> like, I'm not even an MLP person, and I knew that Rainbow Jack wasn't right. <laughs> You're like an old school collector. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but yeah, like most of the like associations that most people have with Tulpa stuff is like, I actually, okay, I was reading this on the, the like creepypasta fandom wiki, mm-hmm. right? To get mm-hmm. the, to find the actual text. And there were so many people in the comments. <gasps> no! Like fighting over whether MLP or this story had come up with the concept of a tulpa first. Oh my god. And a couple of people were trying to be like, no, you guys, it's from like it's it's from like Tibetan Buddhism. This is from like which which is also kind of not. Like it's, yeah, like, it's, it's not, based it's in It's like the way it's like twentieth century occultism that was like a yeah. based on like ideas taken from Buddhism. It's like a it's like this weird mesh of like appropriation but also like reconceptualizing spiritualism of like energy work for a modern era that's yeah. not necessarily like appropriation it's like a weird mesh of the two and like it's hard to draw the line as someone who like if you don't you know if you're just like someone who doesn't practice or get involved in energy work like yeah. where do you draw the line of that because like yeah it, it, it can be beneficial even for like I think I think the, the the group is called Theosophy, who have mm-hmm. um, come up with the modern concept of the tulpa as like a thought form. Mm-hmm. Like even even for 
for them it does not like this this story kind of has more in common with that that theosophy uh perspective on tulpas up to the point where it starts attacking and killing people <laughs> i have i have lots of i have i have actually a lot to say about that do you want me to just like get into it yeah sure i think it's really interesting the way the story does like kind of like a like a fake out in a lot of the way the creepypastas that we've been covering sort of do and that this isn't really a story about a man manifesting his this thought form and like it taking over his life this is like a story about him being told this is what he's doing but what he's actually doing is bringing like an entity into this world in like a russian sleep experiment style thing <laughs> yeah like i commented on how similar it gets to russian sleep experiment it, it feels very much like a response to that yeah because this came out in i think 2011 yeah it's pretty recent quote unquote this was originally posted and russian sleep experiment was like 2009 i think yeah it's an old school one and, like, the idea that OP's fear and confusion and misunderstanding is also our fear and confusion and misunderstanding, even though the creeping realization is going on that something is more, something bigger than what he thought was going on is go- actually going on because the scientists restrained him and because this thing has so much, like, mobility and, like, they knew he was going to freak out and need to be restrained. Like, and, like, the co- sort of, like, association with, like, the music that gets produced is very like the Russian sleep experiment, but also yeah. sort of like sort of like notes of exorcisms and stuff like that, <laughs> and like demonic possessions get like rolled into this idea that they have made and or summoned this creature into existence. Yeah, that they that they have sort of like tricked him into thinking that he is doing some kind of like thought form meditation thing, but this is yeah. actually like a like a demon or something. Which like that's also not very clear. I think like no, I don't think it's clear, but I think it's a really cool concept. And I also think like the way I forgot a lot about this like, story. I think this person is genuinely trying to dis- like this person thinks that this creature is the narrator's tulpa. Oh, was unfortunate. Like, I don't think that this person is conceiving of it being, like, a demon coming from outside that the scientists have. Like, like, I think the scientists in the story are supposed to be, like, fucked up and evil, but, like, I'm pretty sure... Person OP who wrote this, (laughs) I'm giving you a better concept. You should take it and say that's that's what it is, okay? Because that's much cooler, I think. Um... (laughs) I think the the thing that sticks with me with like my my big game theory about the creepy pasta is that this this line stuck with me even though I forgot a majority of the rest of the story as if this thing squeezes the guy's balls and is like hey say you love me and like <laughs> we can get more into like how like it's an act of violence that's not like really titillating for the audience or whatever and that's like something that probably we need to like talk more about yeah the idea that this thing is so separate from him that it's vulnerable enough to need this validation even though it's like a validation through violence i i kind of saw it as as the opposite way like like i saw that as kind of like a demonstration that this was supposed to be a thing coming from inside of him to me, this was sort of like a parable about narcissism and self-obsession, oh. right? Because he oh. starts to develop this feeling of disdain for other people. Oh, that's true, too. He's like, I'm so in touch with myself, with my with my subconscious, and I just like... And other people are garbage. Yeah, yeah. 
other people are so fucking stupid and they don't understand themselves, but I understand myself so deeply. Like, I don't really need other people. And that's what this thing is trying to convince him as well. It's like, we can be by ourselves. Like, you need me. You love me. I'm this part of you. And it's, and, and, and the part of him that it is, is manifesting vile urges that he has. Like, mm, like his, his, yeah. his, his deepest, most violent, self-obsessed thoughts. It's very, like, like Jungian, right? Yeah, it's, like, ego id, super ego, kind of, like, and, like, the manifestation of, like, self-involvement. Yeah. I can't remember what this thing is called, which is, like, bad for a podcast. <laughs> bad audio I'm making with my mouth. But it's, like, the studies of, like, when your subconscious desires become like conscious desires and like how your brain processes like the inability to control sublimation yeah yes yeah this is about taking like the sublimated desires that he would normally have and like because this thing is manifesting his subconscious and he's like a nasty shitty person (laughs) it is it is pulling them to the surface like this 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 reads to me as like this is punishing him for like because he's 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 characterized this as this guy who is like i'm i'm a creative person i have a strong (laughs) imagination and i don't want to work so he gets punished by by the system, by these scientists, and by the tulpa honestly manifesting like what a nasty shitty person he is that's the way that I ended up reading it. Because it, it comes across like a parable. I feel like that's correct. I feel like I was taking it in this sort of way at, like, the onset of, like, this is a story, like, about medical malpractice and people <laughs> who are used by, like, people who have, like, an incredible amount of wealth to be, like, parasited yeah. in, like, the use of, like, spiritualism as a front to do things that are just, like, inhuman to other people. Yeah. Without, like, taking at the stance of, like, this is a story about OP. Because I think the process of what happens is more interesting than OP, I guess. Yeah. Like, like I think that's the way I'm interpreting it because I think that is, like, based on the way that the, that the author is writing the narrator, that this is is the thing that is most supported but like based like because like because i think that it is shitty to characterize someone as like a lazy narcissist yeah i do too because they they would rather get easy money answering an ad in a paper and then get medically malpracticed on i think i wasn't thinking about that because i don't think not to be like i i don't think like that so i wasn't thinking (laughs) about like another person thinking about that but I think the concept of medical malpractice is a much stronger the concept than someone being punished for <laughs> for like answering an ad because like that's normal. It's normal <laughs> to answer ads seeking people who because that's how science progresses, and yeah. I think science progressing is cool and regular. <laughs> and I'm not like some sort of online chud. <laughs> that's that's also like. Because this story is very much like oh yeah, this was written in 2011 because yeah. like. We have the gig economy now. We're like, 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 if the story was written in 2022. Oh, that's right? true. Oh, fuck. You're right. You would have to be on, on OP's side with this. Like, like, you would automatically be sympathetic. gig pilled. Yeah, like, gig stuff is so regular <laughs> now that I wasn't even thinking about it not being, like, I guess, if, yeah, if you were a person reading this a time before 
present time. Like, yeah, I guess it does read weird that he's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing, get easy money, not work. But, like, <laughs> we live in, like, a, a space and time where this is, like, so regular and so, like, normalized or whatever. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the get your bag era, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so this has aged and in the aging process this is taking on a new meaning it's not it's not been future proofed <laughs> which is which is so funny because like you know 2011 we ha- were still in the midst of like the aftershocks of a really terrible financial crash but like yeah. there was not the same kind of radicalism back then even among sort of like the chudda sphere that there is now like 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 even today even among the chuds they are still there are they're populist chuds you know yeah whereas like in in, in 2011 the like something awful export crowd yeah was not, was not like that oh i wasn't even thinking about that <laughs> listening to this like i enjoyed a lot of like medical themed stories to start with so I just yeah, yeah like, i know you do uh read me online <laughs> um so i was just i i should just go <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i think like because because the idea of it being something like from outside of him is also an interesting concept like especially when it gets like all fucked up and distorted and like Jeff the Killery <laughs> Russian experimenty. <laughs> I think okay, okay, to the story's credit, I guess, this does that the best out of them, I think, in like the early <laughs> posting stories that also have this kind of like detail. I haven't read very many stories that manage to cover like the terror of medical experiments without being like, you know, hammy. Yeah, without it being the Russian sleep experiment. Yeah, without being a cheese fest. <laughs> in the Russian sleep experiment, we are never in the perspective of any of the victims. Yeah, we're right? like we're we're doctor POV or whatever. Yeah, we're we're this. It's like he's like, yeah, they strapped me down for a fucking month and put stuff in my body. Like, yeah, and like. And, like, he has no justice because no one cares because he's yeah. a part, like, he's a part of, like, this underclass now. He's marked himself as, like, an other because he has done this, like, avenue of, like, medical experiment and, like, <laughs> has isolated himself so, like, thoroughly. Unrelated, um, I have, I didn't, I might, like, I might be incorrect and more people have surfaced to, like, take credit for this story. But, like, to my knowledge right now is that, like, yeah, no it's, one has... Yeah, there's no credit to it. Yeah, and I think this goes into a lot of stuff we've been saying is that, like, readers of creepypastas act as, like, unintentional archivists of stories who are, like, completely anon, right? Yeah. And, like... Like, this at least is, is preserved in full on, like, the creepypasta wiki. Yeah, on Reddit at least. It's pretty copied well across the internet. It's pretty popular. But, like... And, like, kind of, like, because the story is about, like, money itself. Like, a lot of stories are. We cover stuff like that. Like, how do we, in all, like, I, I want to open this discussion up. Like, how do we, in online horror community spaces, navigate this sort of thing? The discussion of, like, the creator and, like, content creators from the creator who do, like, readings. Like, is this just fair game then? I think yes. But, like, like <laughs> I think it's a, a, a discussion worth, like, having. What do you do with stuff that's, like, completely anonymous? Yeah. 
I <laughs> one of the comments I saw actually was someone who's like <laughs> they had their they they made their username like TV producer or something. <laughs> um and and they were like, "Hey, if you're the author, contact me. I'm interested in buying the rights to this story." Like, what do you oh mean buying God. the rights to the story? I see that. It's anonymously oh. posted on the internet. Yeah, stupid. I see that <laughs> like all the time in comments of someone like it like, "Hey, c- come contact me. I'm producing a thing." And like a very like sl- a sliver of time on the comments before it became like book focused. Yeah, like, you you don't hear a lot of, like, I'm turning this into a TV or a movie as much anymore, or, like, I'm gonna try doing that, because it's, it's just much more financially viable to try to make a book out of the thing. Mm-hmm. I think even though people have not quite gotten their heads around the complications of traditional publishing, most people who aren't small children are at a point where they understand that TV shows and movies, even small studio independent stuff, is, like, really complicated and time-consuming and, like, honestly miserable to make, if only because of the level of exposure we all have to the culture of movies and TV, and in the last, like, several years to, like, decade-plus, like, there's been increasing transparency, like, of the industry about what it takes to make any show at all levels of the production which is why like (laughs) not to go on a tangent but that's why the new big avenue for crowdfunding scams has gone from like making a movie or making a show to making a video game because even most people who play video games a lot or even like people who talk about video games critically often don't really understand uh, like how expensive and difficult game production is but anyway I just like what I personally can't get over with the transformation even though like it's it's less egregious than the Russian sleep experiment obviously but it is just yeah. so fucking silly it is like, very silly why does it become inhuman there's no reason for that it would be so much scarier if it didn't the only good reason for it to do that would be if it was, like, that's something that would seem to support the theory that he's some kind of demon or outside entity. But I, I don't think there's enough in the text otherwise that makes that make sense. And the tone of it, I think, is just too goofy for me. I guess because I wanted to connect these parts is where I came from in my initial, like, what I thought was going on. Because otherwise, yes, it's just very silly. And it was like, <laughs> I I guess I naturally want to fill in those things, like a, like a, whatever people use for tile. Grout? Grout. I want to grout the story out. <laughs> it's really unfortunate the way it, like, fits into this awkward space of, like, old-style pre-pastas, and then, like, people realizing it, you can, like... Like, it's not, like, the same sort of, like... That you can, like, make something scary without it being, like, the most fucked up and scary and inhuman twisted, and it, like, the smile is too wide for its face. Yeah, it's, like, (laughs) if it's... It's another one of these stories that are in this in-between space of, like, you belong to this community and you're sharing within the circle of your friends and it leaves your circle, and then, like, you are just coming to this platform to post. It has that feel to it. 
it it feels very like of its time period and of its genre. Yeah. Cuz like everything in in this time period had to turn into like like a fucked up grotesque monster creature. Nobody had yeah. any fucking restraint. And like everyone wants that still now without realizing how like awful that was. <laughs> like I think I think there's a there is a cool like understated element of like the fear of like how soon can you be forgotten by others when you start to withdraw from society yeah like like how long would it take for someone to come look for you if you went offline or if you didn't show up to such and such place that you usually show up to like would anyone notice and i think that's like a note of fear that's really, like, pure in the story that doesn't get bogged down by, like, the silly nonsense that happens in the story. Yeah, it's, 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 it's another one of these stories about isolation, but this Mm -hmm. one is very much about self-imposed isolation. Mm -hmm. This one is, like, an intentional withdrawal from society, and, like, who is going to care if you do that? Yeah, and, like, no one cares this person, like, leaves their lives because he's, like, such a detriment to them because of his behaviors, <laughs> like I guess. He's like, yeah, he's an ass and no one cares that he's, like, gone and, like... And I think that's part of why I immediately got the feeling of, like, oh, this is, like, a fable. Because, like, usually when you have, especially, like, a shorter story, right, when you mm-hmm. have a protagonist who is just, like, a huge fucking dick, the story is about them being punished for being a dick. This is like this is the this is an Aesop's fable for the modern era. <laughs> like, yeah. It's totally a fable. It's like a cautionary tale and like lots of stuff don't register like that cuz we like we said before, it's sort of like aged poorly and like a lot of things that are negative are like not like they're like a neutral statement. Yeah. But like him being an ass is in a neutral statement. Like that exists you know, like, his behavior's still <laughs> fucked up and poor, and, like, now he's completely alone. Yeah, he's still, like, and, and even even writing this story, like, looking back from the present into the past, like, after going through all of this fucked up stuff. Yeah, he has no remorse. He's still, like, I used my tulpa to recognize that she was putting out signals and I got laid. And it's like, you're a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he's still nasty. Like, he is like, oh, yeah, my thingy is like killing people and like i'm completely alone woe is me but there's never a moment of like hey i really fucked up like he seems like apologetic about like beating his friend up but he never he doesn't do anything to like make amends he's just yeah. like sad for himself yeah he he never even tries reaching out and being like oh my god like i'm i'm, I'm so sorry or whatever like he just sort of he's, he's just like i am fucked up on so much meds guy yeah like, my tulpa was really mad that I did that, and I so I just didn't do it. Because it's like, yeah. hey, the reason why your tulpa is mad at you for wanting to do that is because you deep down don't want to apologize to your friend, is, yeah, <laughs> is kind like, of the point of that. Like, his unrestraint, like, like yeah, like, the super, like, I have a, I, I've made note of, like, he mentions, like, we played in this way that, like, feeds back into, like, this is, like, your your oppressed, like, urges, like, your id or whatever, yeah. right? This is, like, your, your, like, animalistic reactions <laughs> to things. And, like, he keeps that as the forefront. It is, it is literally masturbatory, right? Like, the phrase, to play with yourself, is... Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Crack this hole. Got this. <laughs> it might be on my mind because Michael was just reading it recently, but I think one of the comparison texts you could bring up for Tulpa is A Clockwork Orange. Uh, they have a similar kind of structure to them, and, like, obviously the Tulpa narrator is not Alex DeLarge, like, as far as we know. He's not a, a rapist or a murderer. But I think if you read between the lines of the Tulpa being an extension of himself, the fact that it goes out and murders women, and there are all these understated, like, sexual connotations to the way it acts with him, like, it gets him laid, it grabs him by the balls, and, and it engages with him in this metaphorically masturbatory way, you know, deep down, he maybe does want to be an Alex DeLarge, and he is cured of his repressions through the Tulpa, through this medical torture that is, I think, fairly evocative of the cure in Clockwork Orange. On the one hand, like, it is interesting that, mm -hmm. like, like, the way that the concept of the tulpa in pop culture is so different from this, when this is sort of, yeah. like, the thing that, other than, okay, tulpas appear in one episode of Supernatural in one of the very early seasons. Like, I'm pretty sure oh. in season one. And I think that was one of the, the first, like, pop culture uh -huh. tulpas. But in that one, the tulpa is a monster, Right? Yeah. It is it is a thought form monster that is created by a bunch of people believing in in, you know, a thing and then it, it yeah. comes to life. We're like that is actually that has very little to do with the the sort of spiritual origins of the tulpa. And this is actually has nothing to do with that like pop culture tulpa. Yeah, it's 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 interesting like a lot like this also has, like, the elements of, like, doppelganger stuff. Like, what if a fucked up weird version replaced you in society? <laughs> like, it's, like, it's very underused in, like, our horror media, but, like, it's used to, like, you just, like, name drop and then do something completely different when it's, like, a really specific thing, yeah. you know? I kind of wonder where, like, the tulpa monster comes from yeah like and like because like it it would have been very easy i think for this story to have been about a tulpa monster in the way that like supernatural and other kind of pop culture Did. conceives of it which is like a like a bunch of people believe in a thing a, a, a thought form created by belief or like the sort of like yeah. american gods conception yeah. of of belief right like yeah we were just like the original like what in pop culture around this time caught on that, like, people were jumping to go do that, that predated My Little Pony. <laughs> Which, like, the closest I can think of to that would be, like, like, some of the lore that cropped up around Slenderman stuff. I guess, yeah, that feels the, true. The Slenderman cognito hazard aspect of it. Yeah. Where like, oh, like, the more you think about him, the more he's able to manifest in the world and invade your mind. That would be cool to, like, look into to see if that has, like, any connection. Like, yeah. I guess I didn't really think about, like, looking up, like, where did this concept first, like, start hitting the internet? And that would be a cool, like, thing to do like, later, I guess. I just yeah. wanted to, like, revisit the story, like, purely, but, like, that would be a cool research topic. <laughs> it, 
Yeah, like like the concept of like what we think of as a modern thought form being versus a more traditional tulpa as like a like a manifested imaginary friend held by like a singular person versus the 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 even more actually traditional Buddhist concept of yeah. I I can't pronounce the word like I like I don't want to uh, sound like an idiot not knowing yeah. how to say it but like 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 the traditional I was I was looking at like a like an article about it if you want to like say it post edit like stop <laughs> it here I think that'd no, be a cool thing f- no no I think that might be a cool thing for us to do when we're scared to say something <laughs> I don't want to be I don't like pre practice difficult things and say them right because it's not right that like but at the same times like I have str- I struggle with English words so it's not like I'm doing anything <laughs> maliciously. The other thought that I had about Tulpa as a as a story was like I I started writing, you know, kind of the way that I wish the story would have gone cuz like from the start of it to around like the halfway point, I kind of don't mind it. Like like I don't love the writing. Yeah, but it's like but it goes down smooth. It's not like Yeah offensive like offensively bad it's not like <laughs> yeah disruptive or it, it's like a very nice background story yeah and then like from from that moment like after he has that fight with his friend that's yeah. sort of the 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 turning point like it goes all joker on you it would be so much more interesting if he was just like becoming increasingly worse like he's developing yeah. this like codependent relationship with this projection of himself and like trying to climb back out of it like like s- starting to realize like th- that he's going into this like behavioral spiral while the tulpa like rebels against oh, it cool. the tulpa becomes this like antagonistic figure and it yeah. feels like the author had like like I think part of the reason why you were like oh this is like a like a demonic external kind mm-hmm. of force is because the way that he writes about it has shifted from conceptualizing it as like this is a problem within himself that is being projected out of himself to as though he is like the sort of blameless victim and this oh. this thing is like an external force that wants and to ruin I, his life and I enjoy the kind of like fake out of like hey. You've been used, you've been misled more than I enjoyed, like, the shifting of, like, oh, you just fucked up your tone. Like, <laughs> giving the, almost giving the writer the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, and, like, if it, if it had been just, like, a story about this guy and, and this thought form that he has created, like, ruining his life, and, like, the scientists are just, like, supportive, they're just trying to get their results, they kind of yeah. don't understand why this guy is breaking the fuck down the way that he does, I think that would be oh, so be much cool. scarier. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 hey, these are scientists who are paying you to be part of this experiment that they set up, and they, and they set up all of this stuff for you, like, like, look around you to, like, try and, and get readings on you, they're interested in this topic, and then you present them with this problem, you're like, man, my, like, like, my tulpa is telling me to do all of these terrible things, like, I'm really freaked out and they're like oh okay i don't really know how to help you with that like that would scare the shit out of me that'd be really good yeah not really like about something real taken to like a fictionalized version of it like you come to doctors and expect them to be like doctors medical experts but often there's and they're like "Mm." no yeah whatever 
And, like, <laughs> that's a real thing people experience, like, every day. Like, yeah. with mental health, with physical yeah, health, with whatever. Health. But, yeah, definitely with mental health. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but something's wrong with you, so. <laughs> and, like, accusations of, like, you know, you're doing this for attention, you're doing this to get drugs. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be really good for this, too. And, like, these people were paying him. This is his job, so he has to, like, try to pretend that he's not, like, freaking the fuck out and falling apart. I think it, like, yeah, because he increases, like, the aggression of the doctors, so it feels more, like, pre-planned, yeah. premeditated, like, you, you've you signed up to something that you did not read the contract yeah. to, you, you, <laughs> you fucked up, instead of, like, oh, this has gone off the rails, and, like, these are just people with, like, degrees they yeah. went to college for, but, like, but they're just people, they're not, like, omniscient beings, they just... They just like they just set you up for this like experiment they thought was cool to prove some sort of paper they're working on yeah. like yeah which is why it ends up feeling so much more like because like because the idea I think is that they are like he's sort of like become their perfect specimen he's the the person who has like manifested a a, a tulpa that is strong enough that it can exit his body and his mind and like go attack people, mm -hmm. which is what they want for some reason. Mm -hmm. Which is another thing. Yeah, like, it's really, like, that's silly. <laughs> that's, a, that's not very good science. I don't, I, I personally don't think that's very good science. Like, even, even, like, science that is driven by, like, idiots with a lot of money who just want to fuck around and, like, prove that psychic yeah. powers exist. Like, which is, they like, at least, like, which is kind of like the feeling like, of this, but, like. <laughs> they wouldn't let the results just kind of walk out the door, would they? And, like, murder people. Yeah, they, they, they tag it somehow. If it became a thing where, like, oh, we've manifested this, this is what we wanted, and, like, the story moved on from that, and, like, like, because he talks, because we see the, like, the Tulpa talk yeah. with the doctors, right? And that, like, if, it, if he was, like, oh, well, they fired me, and they hired my Tulpa, and now I am looking for a new job. And, like, every once in a while, because they're still connected in, like, a subconscious way, he gets like, glimpses of what the guy's doing. I think that might be cooler yeah. if, like, still silly, <laughs> you know? It would at least, it would feel less like, you know, this is stuff that happens randomly because science is evil. Which is very much like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this is geeking off of Russian sleep experiment. It's like, okay, I'm going to do Russian sleep experiment, but like bigger. And like the concept of Russian sleep experiment <laughs> is silly conceptually. It's a bad <laughs> concept, but like, it's a cool thing to want to explore. And I get like the idea of wanting to explore it. Sleep experiment and Tulpa are both trying to get at this idea of like, you know, what if science was trying to gear itself towards like transcendence and and stuff like that like 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 trying to get back to that sort of like that like new age yeah dolphin like, house kind of science sci-fi kind of like yeah and it's like but like you don't have to go too far to get there and people like overshoot in a way that lands it into like a ham fest it's like hey you could just do like a dolphin house type story dolphin house is fucked up yeah. And, like, nobody died. Yeah. There was, Some dolphins there, died. There's, yeah, there's, dolphins, <laughs> they sure did. Um, like, there is so much stuff you can draw from, like, 
that's a real thing that happened, like... Like, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Like... It's a fucking amazing movie with the same kind of, like... Yeah, my god, it's so good. It is, it is, it is trying to... It is, it is doing the same fundamental kind of story. It is about, like, science playing god, uh, like, science as transcendence, uh, deprivation, and, yeah. and mental abilities, and blah blah blah, but, like, you know... Yeah, I could not remember. Beyond the Black Rainbow knows what it's about and like knows what it's getting at and like understands yeah. transcendental theology. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. I can't recommend it more. It's like yeah. one of the top movies for me. That was like Beyond the Black Rainbow was one of my first like that 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 was sort of my gateway into like getting into like abstract movies. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's 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 definitely like a like a recommendation, and like you know, I guess for people who want to get into this style of horror, like that's that's an example of it being mm-hmm. done very very right. Because like, yeah, the history of science is very very fraught. Like there is a lot of of medical abuse in the history of science that you can draw from for inspiration, without going to this weird extent where it's like totally. Like, like the thing is, when you become totally separated from reality, it is much harder to maintain your sense of suspense as an audience member because it's like anything could happen when yeah. you left reality. So, like, why do I care? Yeah, and like, you forget, like, if when doing these things, people get like caught up in like the yeah. flash and the desire to have these sort of like themes. They forget about the point of this is to draw on fear. And I think, like, the cool thing about Lit is, like, yeah, like you said, it's a fable about this guy, but, like, it's coming from such, like, a weird, like, (laughs) mean-spirited place and not, like, a place of, like, what is scary, what what makes this horror, what is fearful about the situation? Like, is it the idea that you lose control of yourself? Like, sure, but, like it stops being about the the author has like disconnected this like concept so from the protagonist so thoroughly that it's gone by the end of like the thing it's just like a force in his life now and it's like like the fact that the thing breaks off and kills his sister and we've never heard anything about this sister throughout the entire story it's just like a random punishment that he gets so who fucking who cares yeah it's like like, if we had some kind of thing built up where, like, you know, my, my, my baby sister, we were really close, blah, 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 like, 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 have, like, a little scene of them interacting, her being, like, worried about him, like, oh, I don't really know where you're, like, what you're doing with your life, it seems like you're kind of aimless, and him being like, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this job at the, and her being like, oh, I don't know, like, that seems sketchy, and him being mad at her, like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Or, like, he needs to raise money for her. Like, if it's, like, a connected situation in some way, like, he, like, low-key resents having to, like, cover yeah. her medical bills, but she can't work or something, like. Regardless, I mean, any way you split it, killing the sister is functionally a punishment for the narrator. It's a consequence for his actions, and you can debate about whether it is or, or when it can be justified to have, like, a dead woman as a plot device, you know, there's a lot of conversation about this and what it means for women to exist to give men agency or emotions, like, but leaving all that to the side, n- like, not even talking about that, it's a problem with the core structure of the story. 
to have consequences that have no relationship to the actions taken by the character or, or no relationship to the plot. If you're going to kill a sister, she needs to exist in the story prior to her being killed, or else it's meaningless. You might as well say, like, the, the Tulpa killed your first grade bus driver for all we care. Like, if there was just something there. Because, like, you said before, like, you were, you were thinking of it as, like, not really being about the narrator because he's not interesting. There's not really anything to him. We don't learn anything about yeah. him other than he's kind of a dick. So you, like, want the want to create, like, a more interesting story. I don't know how to brag in a way that's not, like, really douchebaggy, <laughs> but, like, I'm like, I showed Jonah beyond the black rainbow. Because you have good taste. Oh, thank you. You also have good taste. We're on this podcast together. But, yeah, like, that that's kind of one of the fundamental... Like, okay, you can have horror with protagonists that are, like, shitty and unlikable, it's just kind of harder. Obviously, yeah. If you, oh my god, like, if you are an amateur writer and you're starting out, you should probably start out with a protag that we are going to feel yeah. fear for, or at least can project ourselves onto. Yeah, like, like someone you can sympathize with. If you want someone to die and be dead, <laughs> the fear stops being there. <laughs> or, like... Like, if you stop at even, like, caring about them. And if you're not, like, even if, okay, in, like, more advanced stories, like, when you want someone to die and be dead, there's still factors of, like, dread in the story that you can relate to. Yeah. It's like, it's like in a, in a, in a slasher movie, right? You have to, yeah. like, you can't start killing children immediately. Like, you have to, you have <laughs> yeah. to show you have to introduce us to the cast and, like, pull us into them and, like, see their dynamics and be like, oh, like, these are these are some children. These are some normal kids yeah. that I kind of care about. And then you start killing them. And even, okay, and in, in situations where everyone's a nasty, <laughs> a nasty teenager, right? You still... Like a sleepaway kid. Draw fear. Yeah, yeah. You still draw fear from the idea of an unknown killer. Yeah. Because that suspense has been built up. You can you can do horror where we are with like a like a character that we don't care about if you can build up that the threat is legitimately scary on some level. And I mm -hmm. feel like the idea of like a a guy being like a fucked up demon monster is not scary. You know? Like, no. the idea of, of this creature, like, manifesting your worst thoughts and desires and, like, being so possessive over you and just, like, wanting to, to ruin you so that you can never stop imagining it and that, and that so that you have to depend on it forever, you know? That's, that's scarier. But, like, that's kind of the direction he moves away from because he decides that, like, this thing is, like, just, like, a weird demon. Yeah, like, wants that IP shot. <laughs> um, yeah, or, like, the idea of, like, you being stuck in a situation you cannot control and is outside of your, like, comprehension is scary. Yeah, losing control of your of your body is scary. If, if rather than, like, yeah, manifesting oh itself, it was, like, yeah. taking control over him. That's a way that you can, you can build up sort of, like, sympathy and fear for this character oh that my we God. don't like. If it was, if it started, if it was chiller, if he, like, suddenly started having, like, like a disassociation sort of yeah. thing going on, where he's, like, and then, like, at the very end, it's, like, oh, 
here's me manifested. I'm looking at myself. And then he's like, like writing this while he like is eyeballing himself. And it's like, okay, well, um, I'm losing consciousness here. Let me hit set or some sort of like cheesy set. <laughs> like something that's not really cheesy. Just like, you know, just like, I'm sure you could like land it if you had enough like going on. Yeah. But like some kind of like urgency to it. That's the other thing. Because he's doing this whole retrospective from the point where his sister has already de- like died and the tulpa is yeah. free, it's like there's no urgency to anything. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You're just like telling me this because you like feel You're it, I guess. You're just telling me a story about a fucked up thing that happened to you. <laughs> Which is like, that's, that's one of the reasons why like multi-part Reddit no sleep works the way that it does. Yeah. Because you can stop in the middle of the story without having to be like, Okay, I'm at the end of the story, yeah. and now I'm gonna explain to you everything that happened. <laughs> if this was like, hey, if this started out like, do you remember the whatever killer? I'm the cause of that killer. Um, I'm responsible for all these people's deaths. Here's what happened. Yeah, like, if it was like a confessionary? Yeah, that would at least have some intrigue. It would be, I, I think it would be less horror. But but it would at least be more interesting. It'd be a story. It'd be like, this is, I didn't think about this while rereading it this time, because I was thinking about the story in a different way, I guess. But this hits, like, a big pet peeve. I'm not sure if pet peeve is an obnoxious thing to say. But this <laughs> hits, like, a problem I have in, like, stories like this, is that, like, if someone is murdered, if a big, big thing happens, you start with that. Yeah. You don't, like, amble along to the end <laughs> where someone's murdered. Like, if a monster's outside your door, you don't log on to Reddit and write, like, 15,000 <laughs> words about some other bullshit while the monster's outside your door. It's like, hey, this thing killed your sister, and you know that it did. Yeah, start with that. Like, is out there killing, and you, like, wait to the end, like, <laughs> having, like, a leisurely stroll to it? And it's, like, trying to do this building of suspense, which is, like, unnatural for the fact that it is in first person. If this was all written in yeah. the third person, I mean... It'd be, oh, there's, like, some room for that, yeah. On the one hand, it would lack the same immediacy, but on the other hand, yeah. it would be, like, it would be less, like, oh, you're just, like, telling a story. Okay. Yeah, it just feels like a story. I guess it just rolls off my head like a, it's like a, because as a story, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's not like offensively bad, and it's not like a topper or anything. It's like a, a solid C kind of experience. It's like, it has like a smooth sort of bounce to it, but I guess that's like, I, again, I'm really into <laughs> medical stories, so. Like, and like the writing itself is passable. Like, some of the ideas yeah. that it brings are stupid, like like the way that it kind of over-describes, like, oh, this thing becomes, like, twisted and fucked up. But at least, like, even then, it doesn't go to the extent that I have seen other other writers take it. It is a modest little story. <laughs> it has more restraint than other things that I, I like less yeah. than this. And I appreciate the restraint, even if it gets, like, even the way, though, it is the way it is, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. What? And that was me dropping my phone. And <laughs> I, I, it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, 
oh man i feel like we've covered it really nicely but i'm definitely going to like look into it more like the origins of where it hits and like the online mm-hmm. horror community because i didn't really think about it being like like a, a a monster of the moment sort of jam i definitely do recall seeing people talk about this during like early slender man days so that would be like a cool thing to investigate and i'm looking forward to that this this would have come out if this was in 2011 this would have come out like two-ish years after the the slender man thread started yeah so like there was kind of some time for those concepts to kind of percolate but like it's also in like Maybe people brought up tulpas in that kind of context, so then that mm-hmm. allowed people to discover, like, the actual, like, 20th century, like, occultist yeah. version of them. Yeah. Potentially yeah. Is, is what has ended up happening. Yeah, I I wonder if there wasn't, like, something, like, viral at the time, like, the way Riki is, like people know what Reiki is now and, like, stuff like that, right? <laughs> like, everyone knows about, like, crystals and stuff. Like, <laughs> if something had, like, hit, like, the infosphere or whatever really hard at, this, at the time. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's 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 kind of the same way Candle Cove created yeah. a lot of the interest in, in Lost episodes. I think... Like, the Tulpa creepypasta was probably not the center of it, but there was something around this time that created this intense interest in thought forms. Oh my gosh, I, I hope you can find it. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Hey, like, hey, if you're listening to this, and you think you know what it is, uh, send us a message. Oh, please. Please. Like, it's interesting, because, like, unlike Candle Cove, where everyone knows Candle Cove, and everyone knows it starts this genre of stuff, this is one of the cases of, like, a thing starting a thing and that thing being forgotten, which is like a little, like a, a little bit like more common yeah. than anything else, right? Yeah, like it, it, it usually is hard to actually trace sort of like the progenitor of a trend in media oh, in this way. Point. Like Candle Cove mm. happened to have been like so significant to people and so popular and came at such a point in time and was preserved so carefully that, like, Mm -hmm. we can basically make a guess that, like, oh, this was the original Lost episode pasta. This was the thing that made people care about Lost media outside of, like, archival purposes. Yeah, and the reason you can be, like, oh, this is it is because it lacks so much of, like, the later stuff that gets tacked on and just, like, the core concept. So what is the core concept here was not as, like, catchy as this one and, like, re- and like Russian sleep experiment or whatever. <laughs> I guess it's probably not the similar things. But, like, whatever is similar to Topla is, is like, because this is flashy. So whatever it was was not flashy enough, but was influential enough to make flashes happen. Yeah. I know My Little Pony Tulpas did not predate yeah. the Tulpa story. Do you know when My Little Pony Tulpas started becoming a thing? Because I, yes. I I remember seeing, like, 4chan threads about them. Deviant art kind of stuff. It was it was popular in DeviantArt, I know, because <laughs> people were trying to do... Because people would do, like, photo manipulations of man-nips, if you yeah. will, of putting um, ponies in their room and being <laughs> like, I have manifested Fluttershy in my room. 
I'm sure I could find, like, the OG threads of stuff like that. Kind of the modern response to that is those, um, those, like, YouTube affirmation transformation videos, where it's, like, you hypnotize yourself into becoming a dog. (laughs) Become monkey. (laughs) Which also kind of has... I guess, a little bit more in in common with, with like, the traditional, like, tulpa meditation yeah. concepts than the, the tulpa monster even does. The monster, yeah, yeah. Where did the tulpa like, monster come from? Did Supernatural make that up? Did the writers just invent that? Oh, I, like, oh, I kind of hope that's what it was. I hope that they just, like, heard oh, the of... word tulpa, and they were like... I'm like, yeah, see that. Because, <laughs> like... Like, the writers on Supernatural were so stupid and insensitive, I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if, if, yeah. if they did, if they created this, like, piece of misinformation that, that survives to this day. There's kind of a concept in Dungeons and Dragons, and I was thinking about that while we were doing this, as, like, those frog people, or whatever they are, like, manifest their own god, even though, like, god exists in the world. No, that's, that's not Dungeons and Dragons, that's Warhammer. Oh, Warhammer, whatever. It's one of those nerd games people play. Wednesday, you play a Dungeons and Dragons game <laughs> with me. I sure do. <laughs> Everything I say is friendly fire. <laughs> no, I can't let this go. You not only play Dungeons and Dragons, you not only write Dungeons and Dragons homebrew for fun, you and I have actively been playing a different tabletop game since fucking april 2020 called unknown armies that is so obscure maybe 2,000 people on earth have ever actually played it but yeah <laughs> warhammer 40k is nerd shit i don't play warhammer i just know that it's a warhammer thing <laughs> i'm sure i knew that if i thought with my brain <laughs> but yeah like so maybe Warhammer or something similar like that introduced it to pop culture. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't like a because yeah. the because the was introduced through games because the 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 Warhammer psychic species whatever they are is also yeah. similar to like like American Gods which came out in like the nineties I'm pretty sure yeah like so the maybe two thousands like maybe it's something like that and I know actually. Um, Terry Pratchett has has a book with the same kind of mechanics called Small Gods that came out in the 90s, and I haven't read Harlan Ellison's works, but I've heard in discussions from people who have, spe- like, talking about American Gods specifically, that there's pull from Ellison, so the thought form entity is a thing that, like, floats around in the pop cultural consciousness of sci-fi fantasy and has been for a while, but I don't know when that would have been conflated with tulpas yeah maybe it's like people rediscovering this in pop culture and it becoming like present day relevant again a one was when american gods came out the concept like like the core concept of like you think about something so hard that it becomes real has been like a part of culture for a long time it's just like the specific idea of like generating a monster this is very this this term specific yeah this term is really specific like i wonder where that convergence ended up happening we're we're definitely going to research it i think 
And like, we might not get, we may get, uh, I'm not making it. We're probably not going to tell you if we find any conclusions. Um, like maybe, maybe if we find an article about it, we might drop it in the, in the, in the description or oh, whatever. Hey, that'll be cool. That'll be cool if we do post research and like drop a link <laughs> or something. This is not going to happen very um, often. No, like if we, if we do something like, if I, if I find something like really connected to Slender Man, I might bring it up. Or if like we do like looking back in the future and we find a bunch of stuff that might go in there. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> Just assume we've acquired knowledge and we're more powerful than before. <laughs> and we're going to make you more powerful with knowledge. Yeah. it looks like we're going to wrap it up there for tonight. What do you think of Telpa? Leave a comment and tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a like or a review and share it with your friends. We're a small, independent podcast. We don't advertise, so we need word of mouth to grow. As always, links to the story and our social media will be in the description. On our next episode, we will be reading Ben Drowned. This has been the Creepypasta Book Club. Thank you and good night.